Welcome to the Deepers Creepers podcast, where we like to get high and talk about horror movies. I'm Casey. And I'm Jess. And this week we're going to be talking about Last Night in Soho. And I spent last night in your mom. All right, folks, listeners, thank you for tuning in again this week. Uh, we are talking yeah. about, yeah, <laughs> uh, we're talking about Last Night in Soho, uh, yes. which came out in 2021, directed by Edgar Wright, um, who, funny enough, most people know probably from the Three Cornetto Flavor Trilogy or whatever he calls it, which is the um, Hot Fuzz, um... Shaun of the Dead and At World's End trilogy, oh, where it's all oh my he gosh. wrote and directed those. I love those movies. Yes, he's amazing. He also yes. did Baby Driver, which I didn't see, but everyone loved. I haven't seen that either, but I've heard nothing but amazing things. Yes, uh, so he's great. Um, I mean, I love Shaun of the Dead. It's one of my favorite horror comedies ever. It's you just, got red on you. Yeah, you got red. <laughs> I have the you got red on you period panties. <laughs> They're amazing. I love those. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is starring Thomas and McKenzie and Anya Taylor Joy, who's I amazing. Love her. She was in Robert Eggers' The Witch. That was the first thing I saw her in. She oh, was recently. She, she does want to live deliciously. Yes, and the I thing is, her name in that movie is Thomason, who is the <gasps> actress's lead name in this movie. You're so right. Yes. Uh, and then she was also recently in The Northman, which is uh, Eggers' newest movie, which I loved. A lot of it got it got a lot of hate, and a lot of people didn't like it. I fucking loved it. I thought it was weird, and. Just what I expected from him. Especially considering he wrote, what, The Witch, The Lighthouse, and then The Northman. Like, yeah. A lot yeah. of, you know, out there movies. But I loved, <coughs> I loved everything I've seen from him. Yes. Um, but yeah, Edgar Wright. He is amazing. Uh, Matt Smith is our lead, one of our lead male protagonists. I don't know him, but he's in The Crown. So I think he's a pretty big actor. A lot of people recognize him. Jeff recognized him immediately. Hmm. Um, I don't off the top of my head remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Diana Rigg is Miss Collins. Yes. Uh, who is the uh, landlady um, where Eloise is staying. And she's apparently like a very re- renowned actress like for a long, long, long time. Because she's obviously the older woman in the in the cast. I um, thought she was bitchy and sassy, and I loved her. Oh, I did too. Yeah, I was like, this woman, yeah, I want to be her friend. I want to live in her place. Right. And then Michael Ajeho, Ohio, I don't know, plays John. I really liked him. He doesn't really have any other credits. He doesn't even have a picture up, like, on his IMDb thing. Really? Yeah, but I thought wow. he was great. He has a, an amazing smile. Yeah, He really does. <laughs> But yeah, so we'll get into the plot. Oh, so cute. Um, I really love this movie. Uh, everyone should go watch it. It's on HBO Max right now. So go see it because it's great. Yeah. Um, beautiful colors, great direction, good story, awesome twist, amazing acting. And having seen some of the background, like how the movie was made before I even saw the movie. Yes. It just gave me an even deeper 
appreciation for it because I saw the dancing scene. Yes. And which, that if was you've seen the movie, you know. And it, it was just insane to yeah. watch these actors hide and move in and so out of frame and sync together yeah. and it was like incredible and i saw that before i ever even saw the movie yeah that scene is, scene is this filmed week, practically yeah this week is the first time i've seen the movie but mm-hmm. i saw it in theaters when it came out and i hadn't seen it since um but yeah i was I, it was one of those movies that i was like i have to see this in theaters i saw the previews and i saw it opening weekend and i absolutely loved it um so there are beginning thoughts my favorite thing about the movie honestly is the fucking costume design Oh my gosh. So Amazing. incredible. Every one of Sandy's outfits makes me want to weep because they're so beautiful. I, if anyone knows me, you know I am such a sucker for 60s attire and 60s mm-hmm. music. And there's like a Dusty Springfield album that like burns later on. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> save it. You know what I really loved going into this movie? Is that it's one of those movies that I had no fucking idea what time frame I was in. Yes. She's listening to records. Uh-huh. She looks like she's in, like, 70s attire. Mm-hmm. She's floral. She's hippie chic, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm like, then all of a sudden, she, you know... It's modern day. It's modern day. And I'm like, I literally felt like my brain hit a wall. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what fucking time is it but it's also it's half period piece too because you do get flash you get sent right back to 1960s and uh yeah so we'll get into the plot so it makes a little you know whatever more sense um it starts off with her dancing i love the very first shot where it's like the dark hallway and she's like standing in the doorway that's lit up the whole the direction of this movie is incredible she's wearing she's wearing like a newspaper dress that she made and she like She's obviously going to be a star. (laughs) 100%. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Yes. Uh, There's some really good, like, exposition to show that, like, her mom's dead. Because there's, like, a picture of her, her gran, and her mom. And then there's, like, a very pointed picture after it of just her and her gran. And then they're, like, talking and they say something about... It's just, like, really good exposition and expositional dialogue to, like, convey, like, yeah, mom... Her mom died and she lives with her grandma and uh, first thing that happens is she gets her acceptance letter into this uh, London, fashion, yeah. yeah, London Fashion School. Which is awesome. Great for her. But like, also, you know, her grandmother is telling her how terrifying London is, how mm-hmm. bad it's gotten. Crime rates are high. Like she, considering her mother passed away, like her grandmother... And her it's mother, her, world. her mother killed herself, yeah. also, we find out. And uh, she, you know, her grand even says, like, you know, your mom couldn't handle it. It was too much for her. And we do find out uh, in this first scene as well. We do find out in this first scene. It's There's tissues. There's tissues. Do you guys think that was a ghost? <laughs> Fight me, bro. Fight me, bro. You like my new tattoo? Come it's at me. Sick. <laughs> What's mine say? Sweet. What's mine say? Dude. <laughs> Sweet. What's mine say? <laughs> Dude. 
Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. In this first scene, we also see that she, like, sees images of her dead mom in the mirror. Like, she is followed by ghosts, basically, and images. and. So we know from the get-go that she has some sort of feeling, you know, an ability. Yeah, some kind of otherworldly gift. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down, um, <laughs> Dead Moms Club. Same. <laughs> We've done a lot of that lately. Sorry about that. Nope, that's totally fine. She, uh, so she gets into this fashion school and she has to go to Soho, um, in the city, which, where she's not from. Um, she's going to London. She's super excited about it. She gets in this taxi and immediately we are thrust into the world that, honestly, that most women live in, especially young women, young, beautiful women. Um, all women are beautiful, whatever. Um, she gets into this taxi and he's like asking her, he's like, oh yeah. She's like, oh, I got into fashion school. He's like, oh, you're a model, right? You got the legs for it. He was disgusting. Disgusting. Ew, creepy cab driver. That's what I wrote. Yeah. So she's immediately on the defense. Especially since her grandmother was telling her about like how dangerous London was and, like, you know, essentially how it affected her mother, you know? And I think that was, it was really sticking with her. And she had every right to feel uncomfortable. And that was a horrible first impression of the city for her. And so she's immediately defensive. That's when she gets her first uh, look at John because she's, like, trying to go up the uh, stairs. She's trying to go up the stairs like she's got her, like, suitcase and John offers to help. And she's like, I'm fine. And he's like, you don't look fine, but okay. And it's like, yeah, she's already primed to be like, no, get the fuck away from me. Like, I've already been harassed tonight. Please leave me alone. That's how I feel, too, when approaching men. Oh, my God. Most men, sorry, guys. The roommates. Her fucking roommate. What a fucking guy. I'm so sad she doesn't. Like, die. I wanted her to perish terribly. She's awful. She meets her roommate. And, like, at first, she just kind of seems, like, maybe a little bit of a mean girl. She's, like, saying some things that are, like, she's clearly a city girl. And she she thinks it's kind of. she made her own clothes. Yeah, she thinks it's kind of, like, quirky that her roommate's, like, you know, not from the city, blah, blah, blah. But then she, like, starts saying this awful shit. She talks about how her mom dies. And she's like, yeah, she got cancer. And then Ellie's like, yeah, my my mom killed herself. And she obviously did. She's a one upper. I fucking. And yeah, and so the girl, uh, her, the roommate's name one is upper. something fucking. Jocasta. Jocasta. Fucking stupid name. I don't care. You'll who remember you are. Jocasta. No, bitch. I only remember because I wrote it down. I hate you. I literally was about to look it up because I forgot her fucking name. Yeah, um, I, if I didn't, I, <laughs> I wrote Jolista. Jolista. <laughs> Well, because cross it out when she, when Ellie's like, "Yeah, my mom killed herself." She's like, "Yeah, I had a cousin who killed himself," so I totally get it. Like, and everybody's like, "Oh, sorry for you too." So brave, so brave, so brave. They do, that comes back later. I died okay. laughing. So, so brave. brave, so brave. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that shit all the time. <laughs> We're gonna be some like Casey's gonna take a big bong rip, and I'm gonna be like, oh, "So brave, so brave." Oh, so brave. <laughs> you are so brave. Uh, <laughs> This is what I wrote down that I love the colors. There is so much pink and purple and like all the lighting is very, very intentional Mm -hmm. and just like so like 
he's seriously playing with filters and lighting and obviously he can have some fun with it because like they go to a club that night yeah and there's like these pinks and blues like coming from different sides and it's just oh it's just everything is so so incredible i i love it yeah um was it in the club bathroom that she overheard what joe joe costa i was joe costa joe mama joe mama was saying about her we're gonna call her joe mama yes it's also she sat on the toilet and there was a little i wrote down satin rules because somebody wrote a pentagram they wrote satin rules instead of satan so i wrote down satin rules i truly love satin i'm poor so i don't own a lot of satin but i enjoy it as a fabric hail satin i wouldn't go that far but it's it's decent, you know if you're rich if you're rich, call me. Um. Anyways. Anyway. So that yeah, that's when she's in the bathroom. She overhears her roommates being all mean because they're and they're doing coke. And it's like, not only are you being mean, but you're doing coke and not sharing with me. Like, fuck you. Yeah. She like tucked her feet up in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> very Sydney Prescott style. Yeah. When those mean girls, very. Mm. I wonder if that was a reference or, Ooh. you know, like in the very first one, she pulls and those girls yep. are like. Maybe she did it. You know, everybody knows her mom's a slut. Which, first of all, I love that fucking movie so Oh my much. god, me too. <gasps> okay, tiny little side note, but yes. it's important. Literally, I was at work yesterday, and someone, sorry, it was two days ago, but I was doing like a little 80s horror movie watch-a-thon at oh, my yeah? job because we had nothing going on that day, and it was amazing, Um, but... There was this group of people, they were sitting at a table, and this girl was like, as she was leaving, she's like, I've never seen Scream. And literally, Nathan, my friend Nathan and I, <laughs> stopped, and we turned and he look, we looked at each other, and our mouths, like, my, my jaw and his jaw both hit the floor. Was it very similar to when shitty Elvira said that oh, thing about mm, Brendan Fraser? Mm, we don't need, mm, mm, we, we're not going to revisit it. I, Lord, I have enough anger in me. I don't want to pray again. I don't need to be praying. Listen, Satin. Also, Brendan Fraser, <laughs> have a I've seen so for many, you. <laughs> I've seen so many, like, little interviews with him. He looks so great and I happy. Know, I want to cry. I he can't. looks so Casey, happy. I can't talk about it. I can't. Anyway, I'm going to get overwhelmed. I'm sorry. I just really needed to tell you that. Yeah, so she, this is when, like, they leave the club right after that, and she kind of parts from the group, because, of course, why the fuck would she want to hang out with these people? But, like, there's also that, like, she's, like, what, 18, maybe 19 yeah, max? She's so got no young. one around. Yeah. So, of course, she's going to kind of, you know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, she sees this very pointed shot of this older guy coming out of this, like, bar. And he doesn't see her at all. Um, not when she looks like that, because she's just wearing regular clothes. Her brown she's hair. She's brunette. Yeah. She's brunette. She's very, very pretty. Thomason. Uh, she's gorgeous. She's absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah, so she... I wrote around this time, John is nice. I hope he stays nice. Oh, my God. I thought the same thing. I was like, I really hope this is, like, a genuine nice guy for her. I also wrote around this time, never understood having sex with someone else in the room because the roommate comes back with the guy and starts fucking him immediately. Oh, uh, even so in my gross. Even in my drunkest moments of college. No. 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 
No, and I like I didn't have I mean, very I was a many. Commuter, but <laughs> I didn't have very not. many roommates in college. But like even then, like figure it out somewhere else. Go to your car. I've never yeah, under- and like an First apartment, all, it's, it's different. But it's a technically in sexual dorm. assault. Honestly, to have sex with someone else in the room and them not be consenting, one hundred percent, that's disgusting. Yeah, most people aren't going to take it seriously because yes, they are all teenagers in college and it happens. But don't be gross. Like, don't and be gross. She like jumped on the guy and, and like, like took her shirt off, and it's like. Can you not? Like, I know you're supposed to be a mean girl, but that's gross. Well, she was like, okay, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and there's, of course, a party going on in the dorm room or whatever, so she just, like, puts on her headphones and... Passes out. Mm-hmm. And then she was, you know, running late to her first class. Because, of was, course, like, they're not gonna wake fear. her up. No. Yeah. Of course they're not gonna wake her up. She's got these Beats headphones, but she's always listening to, like... 60s music i love i love this soundtrack because it really is just a lot of my favorite fucking music it's so good i like all music i am not going to be one of those people that's like music was better i don't like music today bitch i still listen to top 20 i am not going to be one of those bitches that's like oh no i only like retro i like everything i like everything that's the thing i just jeff always loves it and i always love to just play like this whole movie i was just like I love it. You know, it's funny because it worked today. Tula Clark. <laughs> I bounced from like Dolly Parton and Willie Nelson to Perturbator to Weezer to Fallout Boy to like I love that Patty Labelle. That's so amazing. To like I don't know. It was just like really fun. No, that's you know? awesome. And, like that's yeah. my music taste is like crazy. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so anyway, she eventually finds somewhere else to stay. She finds like a little flat, um, like a little apartment apartment above where this lady's living she's renting it out and it's yeah the lady we were talking about she's really like sassy and kind of like angry like there i wrote down sassy too i was like yeah like a weathered just like no man after eight don't do this be quiet you know just like she's had she's clearly had a ton of tenants and she just wants someone to rent it out be quiet pay your fee pay your rent and then leave (laughs) So, I wrote down something. I said, no boys after eight, and he shows up at eight, which is when she starts having these I did dreams. see that. Yeah. Is that when- So, uh, that's when I kind of made the connection. When the guy shows up to pick up Sandy later, yes. right at eight o'clock. Exactly. So, when she said, I didn't even no see boys that. after eight. I did write that down. I wrote, no males after eight. And I, I said, nobody's after eight, and then he shows up at eight. That's insane. In the past. So I was like, oh, my gear started turning kind of early. I love that. And I was proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Look, I figured something out, guys. Yep. We're switching roles today. Casey made the joke. I made the discovery. <gasps> I love this for I us. I love it. <laughs> We're growing. 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 I want more cheese. <laughs> guys, we made a bomb charcuterie board. Yes, it's so good. And by um, we, I mean Jess, babe. And I have been very much enjoying. I brought the white claw. <laughs> we contributed evenly. Yes. But anyways, I'm sorry. I'm having so, so much fun talking about this yes, movie. It's so she's thrust back into the 60s when she gets she like falls asleep. Mm-hmm. There's such a cool shot of and Katie and I, our friend Katie and I, did a um a photo shoot kind of similar to this. But she like throws her blanket, her like sheet over her. And the, like, camera's kind of under the sheet with her, so it's, like, above the camera and her. And we did this really cool shot like that. It was awesome. But I just thought that was a really cool shot. And then she's in the 60s, and she's walking into this club. And when she walks in, she looks at the uh, her reflection, and it's Anya Taylor-Joy 
in this beautiful pink dress looking just absolutely perfect. The hair, the dress. The, oh, God. The, the, the eyeliner, attitude. That, like, perfect 60s cat eye. It was gorgeous. Just, it's incredible. It really is. So Sandy, you know, uh, Ellie and Sandy are, like, one at this point. So we're kind of getting to see them both together. Because every time you see one of them turn around, you know, or, like, catch them in the reflection, like, you get to see both of yes. them for a while here, as one character. For a while here. So Anya Taylor-Joy is playing Sandy. And right after that happens, we are following Sandy. But any reflection we see, yeah, like she said, it's Ellie. Um, and... It's just so great. She walks in. This guy immediately starts accosting her. She's like, no, I'm meeting with the owner. And she immediately is like, no, I'm meeting with the owner. I'm going to be your new head act. Great. Thanks. We love a bad bitch. We, uh, and she, Confident, badass And it's bitch. it was like so scandalous for her to be, you know, a woman alone going into a club like that. They at were night. like offended that yeah. she had no one. Yeah. But, of course, and she's beautiful. Like, she's so stunning in this movie that, like, everyone turns their head when she walks in a room. Like, every single guy is coming up to her and, like, no, I need to have you. Like, she is that absolutely amazing. Like, that's how, that's the draw that she has on people. And I think um, when we first meet, we don't get to meet the owner, but they point us to, the bartender points us to a gentleman named Jack. Who, uh, he's played by one of the guys from Doctor Who. I don't remember his name. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. I guess he's in um, uh, The Crown as well. Gotcha. His name is Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Okay, yeah. I feel awful for not knowing that. Yeah. He's, and he's really good in this, obviously. <coughs> obviously, he pl- plays a piece of shit, but he is really good in this. And I think he very much... He's attractive, but, like, there's something about his face. But I don't know. It just looks very 60s. Like, I feel like he fits into that era very well. And his costume is amazing. His costuming throughout the movie, absolutely incredible. Uh, but the bartender's like, yeah, go go talk to Jack. He manages a lot of girls. I wrote down that line specifically. Oh, yeah, I bet he does. Yeah, fuck it. Anyway. I didn't even realize that. Then we get to one of my favorite scenes. I have two favorite scenes in the movie. This is one of them. And it's the dancing scene. They're doing this awesome dancing. And yeah, it's like when they move in and out of frame and it'll switch between Ellie and um, and Sandy. And they just look so amazing. It's And a lot of it really was done practically. Like he'll like spin one of them out of frame and then the other one will spin back. And if you watch the behind the scenes, they're literally like hiding behind the cameraman trying to stay out of frame. It took, I like, looks like it took fucking forever to choreograph and get right. But they did, and it's so cool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was scolding my child. Yes. Oh, that's okay. Uh, He's licking his balls. Or, well, you know. Where it Sorry used to, to be. Sorry to remind yeah. you. <laughs> uh, Jack punches some guy at some point because he's, like, being super rude. I wrote that down. I was like. I love it. And then yeah. I realize he's a piece of shit. And then later we discover that he actually paid that fucking guy and they're friends. And it was like a whole thing to make him seem like heroic and. Uh, uh, fuck you, Jack. Fuck you. Well, uh, I feel like I feel like we're talking about so many little details. 
This movie is so fucking I know. good. It is. Um, the scene that I loved, I wrote down the hickey. Yes, I wrote down the hickey. Ja- yes. Jack, uh, Jack and Sa- Sandy. Sandy. Sorry, I said Sandy. Satin. Satin. <laughs> Jack and Satin were, you know, making out in the Elevena and yeah. feeling good. It was like a little phone booth. And, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, and he, like, booth. is sucking on her neck, and then the next day, Ellie wakes up and, ooh. The bitch has a hooker. She got a hickey on her neck. And the, like, the bitchy roommate's like, oh, my God, you're a hickey. And it's like, oh, my God, you're a fucking cunt. That bitch <laughs> is a fucking cunt. That's the thing, like, I see so many horror movies, or any just movie in general, and, like, a mean girl will come up to a girl like that and say some shit. And I'm like, oh, that's why I didn't get bullied that much. I'm the most confrontational person in the world. <laughs> there are so many, like, very meek, meager, or just shy, insecure, you know, people who don't say anything, and I would always say some shit. Oh, 100%. I don't know how to keep my mouth shut. I don't either. I just got in a fight outside my yard the other day only over my running, dog. Only running I do is running my goddamn mouth, but I run it all day. Me too, bitch. That's my Ooh. cardio. All I do is talk oh, shit. Oh, God. Oh, all I do is talk shit. Yup. <laughs> We're getting, I was, I'm getting real martial right now. This I don't even fucking care, dude. Uh, there's Martel. a lot of uh, point of hearing sound design in this where like she's listening to her headphones or something and there's this movie on the, or sound, song on the soundtrack and somebody will like take off her headphones and it like cuts out and it's just really cool. I love that. I um, love it. Happened a lot in like A Quiet Place and Hush, which I really loved. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, what happens? Uh, she's in class a few times. She starts designing the pink dress that she saw, yes. uh, Sandy in. Um, and it's just so freaking. Oh, I love all the dresses in this. And the teacher loves it. And so, jo- Jocasta is getting increasingly jealous of her. You know, she moved out on her. She is She's doing really attention. well. She's getting yeah. attention. So Jacosta is growing increasingly jealous and She's already a cunt, but she, like, <laughs> turns the knobs every day yep. up higher and higher. Yeah, she just wants to push her buttons. Uh, right around this time, Ellie gets a new hairdo, and she <gasps> yes, suddenly she got does. blonde hair and straight across bangs, very much like Sandy, because that's yep. the exact hairstyle that Sandy has. Uh, very 60s, of course. And um, it's when she gets this hairstyle change that she goes back by that bar and that same guy, because um, she also buys, like, the white coat that Sandy had, like, at this vintage store. And spent a way l- more money than way she could much. afford. So she's like, okay, I gotta go get a job. So she goes to this bar, and that same old guy that walked out of the bar that didn't pay attention to her before is, like, staring her down hard. Because now she looks just like Sandy. Mm-hmm. And I think the casting was really good. Because although I wouldn't say they look alike, you know, just looking at them... The way that they act and just, like, the way this movie portrays them and dresses them, I think, really good casting choices. I think it worked really well. (laughs) Yes. They even have some mimicking lines where, at one point, Sandy's like, I can't fucking believe it. And then Ellie says the same thing. That happens a few times. Yes, I love that. Where they have mirrored lines. Yes. Because that's the thing. Ellie is, like, like, already. It's the least I could do. And she's like, what's the most? And I was like, I love that line. What's the most? Um, she's like, I don't know why I said that. She's already losing herself in 
um, Sandy. This life. Yeah, yeah, she's already completely immersed and losing sight of her of her own reality. Basically, she's just because at one point John invites her out. She's like, "No, I have plans." But her plans are to go to sleep so she can like live out this fantasy life. alternate reality yeah. fantasy life as Sandy. Um, but little does she know it's about to turn very fucking sinister. Every time she goes back, it gets worse and worse and worse. Um, but the next time she goes back, Jack takes her to an audition. And this is my other favorite scene in the movie because Anya Taylor-Joy fucking sang this. This is her singing. She does Downtown Downtown by Petula Clark and it is otherworldly. It gave me chills. Head to toe. It is so freaking good. And they're like, yeah, you know, oh, so she can sing. And of course, the whole time she's auditioning for this she's thinking okay i'm auditioning for the headline act as the singer exactly which and then devastated me next time eloise comes back she sits down in the audience there's some other girl doing i don't even know if she's singing it sounds like it seems more like she's uh lip singing yeah because it's more of a burlesque show exactly it's not a yeah it's not just a club it's a burlesque show yeah i was like like she didn't get the the main gig she's a chorus which is what she was promised she's just a chorus girl which not that I'm downplaying that role at all. But that's but not that's, what she expected. And at all. she expected to be like at this high end club where she was the main act, you know, wearing this long gown kind of thing at like, you know, a speakeasy. Right. But she's in a burlesque club wearing like bunny ears basically and like no pants and pa- like a corset. And like bent over and shaking she, her ass, which is, she again, looks no shame. Like, but her, she looks. The light in her face is already gone. Yeah. And Jack, she's like, already, it's she's already too far gone at that point. Like Ellie sees Jack by the bar, just like, oh yeah, like he's all happy. Like this is exactly how it was supposed to go. But at that point, that she saw him at the bar, he was drinking with that guy that he punched. Yes, that's when we figure that out. Yeah, just like fuck, this was and the whole thing. He set her up, falling apart at this point. Yep, the bartender her. sent her right over there, right into Jack's arms, and Jack just scooped her right up. And then, essentially, we find out that. Jack is trying to pimp her out. Yup. And that this is what he does all the time. Yep. And it was, uh, that was really hard to watch. Yeah. This is another movie that should have trigger warning. I should tell you guys a trigger warning because it does imply a lot of. She's, uh, she's an unwilling sex worker. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. And even in the end, what we, when we find out what we find out, like a lot of people, in the movie specifically say, well, she brought some of it on herself. Because at some point when she could stop, she doesn't for the sake of what happens eventually. But she's still, she is an unwilling sex worker who was yes. forced into this position when she had nothing else. And, you know, and so. And it, no one else. Exactly. And so it's it's still, there is that trigger warning. There yes, is that it, sense of. It is of, still hard to watch if those topics are sensitive for you. So And we've been I'm doing sorry. a lot of that lately. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry we're throwing this in so late in the game. I didn't even think about it earlier. I didn't either. Because but it's so. It's it's portrayed well. It's, and it's I know present, it's, it's hard but to it's say so that. background. But yeah. It just. It, it is really heavily impl- like implicated. It's yes. not like in your face and we watch the downfall of her and it is really sad there are some scenes just like scene after scene of these guys saying the same thing to her and it's really hard to watch but it is um it's it's portrayed easier to watch than in other some other movies you know yeah i mean they're all she's telling them all a different name 
Oh, and yeah, then, like, I love when we get to that part. Yeah, because yeah. Jack's like, you know, what makes you so special? You have to do this. You're not going to get anywhere else. This is the only thing you can do. Yeah. And I just, I, uh, Jack sucks. I wrote so at this bad. point, my dreams aren't fun anymore. Because <laughs> Ellie, like, every time she goes back, Jack is increasingly more violent and angry and controlling. And it's just, there's, like, this, um, like Jess was saying, there's this montage scene and although it's a very depressing and sad scene to watch, all of the costumes, every dress she wears is so fucking amazing. I wrote oh down gosh. all of them. Um, she, and she does, every night she tells a guy a different name. She says Alexandra, Alexi, Andy, Lexi, Alex, and then, of course, Sandy. And, um, of course, every time she says it, they're like, that's a lovely name. And she just, her eyes are so dead. Yeah, there's nothing there. And it's so, it's hard to watch. Yep. Yeah, and then on the last one of the montage, there's, I gotta look up this guy because, because (laughs) he looked so familiar, but I couldn't figure out. He's the detective guy. (gasps) Oh my god! Because she says, oh, you're, You're... you must be a cop or something. And he's like, oh, um. Oh, my God. Okay, first of all, looking through the IMDb, I just realized that there are two cloakroom attendants somewhere in this movie, and they're played by Fred and George Weasley. What? Yeah. <laughs> Hysterical. Oliver and James Phelps. Um, who oh is... I gotta fucking figure it out. Sam Claffin. He was in The Hunger Games! Yes, oh, he was okay. uh, Finnick O'Dare. He was so yep. fine in those movies. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, he was hot. And he's in Snow White and the Huntsman, which I also really liked. Um, he's hot. <sighs> yeah, he he's the last guy that shows up. And um, he's, of course, a little different. He, you know, he's telling her, you're better than this. You you need to get out of this life. And she's like, I don't I don't think I am better than this. I think this is who I am. And he's like, can you look at yourself in the mirror? And, of course, her reflection is Ellie. Yeah. And she's like, I don't, I don't think I want to. Like, she's she's like, you dead. Yeah. He's like, you might be too far gone. And Ellie's pounding on the glass. Like, no, look at me. Look at me. Because this whole time, she's so connected. So connected because of her abilities and like her deep feelings. She feels everything that she feels. Truly an empath. Yes. This is the definition of an empath. In the most supernatural sense. 100%. And she is living these things through Sandy and she's trying, like, she's so desperately trying to save her. Even though she knows she can, it was in the 60s. But she's still like, wanna be saved, don't save her. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. So she, it just, oh, it's so, yeah, so sad. Um, And then she, like, there's, like, one of those fake wake-ups where Ellie wakes up in bed and there's like this ghost guy at the end of the bed oh. and he's got like a like a no face face. Yeah. It's so creepy. Ugh, I hate Ugh. it. And then she wakes up for real. Um, I think another important thing that we forgot to note is that she really needed a job to pay for this apartment. So she started working at the local pub. Yes. And she kind of starts seeing in her dreams all these locations. And then seeing them in person. And so she's having these crazy, like, lapse of reality experiences. She doesn't really know it's real at certain times. And it's it's just wild. And, you know, she it's, – it's interfering with her 
personal life. It's interfering with her relationship with John. Her school. Her school. She, I mean, like, she's... freaks out in class one day and starts ripping her dress apart. She's like, I can't do this. I have to restart. And the teacher was incredibly sweet. She's like, this is just an identity crisis. This is, you're fine. And, of course, she doesn't really know what she's going through. She doesn't mm-hmm. realize she's being chased by the ghosts of someone else's fucking past. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, right around here, she's really fucking struggling. And John, John is just the sweetest fucking oh, guy. Oh my God. I love him. And I want to see him in everything. Yes. He's just, he is so protective of her. And so like we saw her, him at the very beginning yelling at some rude guy at the party yeah. when her roommate was fucking that guy. And he's just, he and, felt and, bad about drinking her coke. Yes. He, he gave her a, her a sorry coke. coke. Yep. And, uh, so right around here, he invites her to a Halloween party. He's like, just come with me, you know, relax, get your mind off things. You don't have to change. Here's some shitty makeup. We'll call ourselves ghosts. Let's go. It was so cute. So fucking cute. I loved cute. it. And first of all, what I, I want to say. Is so, so sweet. LaCosta, Jacama, bitchy roommate. LaCosta. Like with the little gator, is that what that is? <laughs> the real ones, no. Oh my god, what's that, uh, that one? It's classy, <laughs> with, with a little, uh, dick over, or the something over the, uh, eye, and a little dick hanging off the C that fucks the L out of the A-S-S. I have no fucking idea what she's South Park! Guys, I've never, I've, I don't know. I fucking love South Park, y'all. Okay. Well, anyway, Casey, anyway, shut up. The library scene. Well, no, what? I, what is, oh. we're still at the costume party, first of all. Shit. Because I have notes about the costume party. Go ahead. A, Mean Girls, you don't deserve that craft costume. First, it's very well put together. They do look great in their little costume from the girls from the craft. Yeah. But fuck you, you don't deserve that. I did right. spot Valak, the nun, at the party in the background at one point. I was like, oh shit, I know her. That's the nun. Oh yeah, I loved it. Played by Bonnie Aarons. I don't think she is in that, but I love her. Bonnie Aarons. So. You know they're making another one. Oh, I love her. And also Bonnie Aarons was just a judge on Dragula. <gasps> really? And she has been for other previous seasons. That's so cool. She she was on an episode of Dead Meat, the Dead Meat podcast where she was a guest. They interviewed her and they talked about how she was bullied a lot for her looks growing up, but she's got this incredible fucking face and she's got that scary ass fucking scene in Mahalan Drive. She and just transforms. Yes. She's, she's amazing. She's so fucking incredible. I love her. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll, I'm going to make Casey watch Dragula so yes. she can see the amazing judges because she will, she will gag. I wrote around here, fuck, I really hope John is a nice guy because I couldn't remember. Yeah, I wrote, this guy is so, so sweet. Because he, she like sees all these faces at the party. She runs out. And she takes him home. Mm-hmm. This is a very important scene because oh my gosh. she is like, nah, let's go home and fuck. And mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, Are you, you sure? he's like, you don't want to just like go home and go to sleep. And she's like, no, I don't want to go to sleep. And he's like, I can keep you up. And I'm just like, yeah. yeah. And then he's like, I don't know why I said that, which is cute because that's so like a similar cute. thing that she said to him earlier. She was like being all confident. She's like, I don't know why I said that. And it, oh, they're so fucking I know, cute I together. Love them. I love them. I got nothing but good vibes from the second I he know. was on the screen. I know. I love it. So, all right. So they're back. He's not supposed to be there because it's after eight o'clock. And so he's they a snuck boy. in. And they're like, 
getting hot and heavy in the bed and there's a mirror above her bed that she's been seeing Sandy in and she sees the scene play out of Sandy in bed with Jack and Jack is killing her, stabbing her to death. And she sees Sandy die in her vision and she's freaking out and screaming. And John's like, what do I do? What did I do? Oh, I don't yeah. know what to do. He's like, did I hurt you? Yeah. It was so sad. Cause she like, she screams like, get off me at one point or get off her. Cause she's screaming oh, yeah. about Sandy. And he immediately is like, I'm not on you. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to do. And then of course the landlady comes in and he like breaks the glass and he's like and stepping on the mirror and like guy. trying to get out and she's like I'm going to kill you trying to put on his pants and it's so sad yeah but he still is trying like sticking up for her and trying to figure out if she's okay after that yep cuz then we get to the library scene which I'm sorry I yes, jumped ahead go ahead too. yep no you go ahead um but she is essentially in there researching women and like any sort of disappearances in the area about you know in the like 60s 70s kind of era and she's just i mean there's apparently so many crimes in london at this time because you know her grandmother warned you about it oh, go ahead no i was gonna say i noticed something this time when i watched it because again i saw it in the um in theater so i kind of knew what was coming so i saw this part rewound it watched it again and um realized when she's looking all this stuff up all the missing things she's seeing especially the ones right in her area are all about missing men around that time (gasps) shit dude right that's hilarious yeah like missing father of two missing judge missing and i'm just like oh shit because we're looking back yep because she's looking up Mm. a murder that spoiler alert never happened and which we'll find out later because Sandy ain't dead. <laughs> um, I do love this part because she starts seeing like the lights start flickering and uh, she's seeing all these ghosts. She goes to stab one in the face, but then it was her room ex roommate she almost stabbed in the face. Jolise, Jo, Jocasta, <laughs> Jolisa, Jolene, no. Jocasta, Jocasta. Oh, I'm going to have to cut that out. Can we save that for the... (laughs) Jocaster. 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 I'm begging of you, please. Just get fucking stabbed. (laughs) I'm begging of you, please. Share that cocaine. (laughs) This is serious, Elijah. You don't take this serious. I got the hiccups. Ah! I really can't wait to hear all this later. So she's freaking out and she thinks she realizes that (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Elijah just left. (laughs) Bye, Elijah. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Anyway, um... So, yeah, she thinks she figures out, like, oh, the guy, the old guy that's been staring at me in the bar. Everyone keeps saying, like, oh, he knows all the girls. Blah, he's always been a ladies' man. She's like, oh, God, it's Jack. That's Jack. He's the old guy. I thought it was Jack, yeah. That's what the movie's trying to get you to believe. And she's like, he killed Sandy. Oh, buddy, buddy, honey. He's fine right there. He was just, like, knocking against the mic for a second. But he's totally fine. He's been he's been good boy. Yeah. Um, 
Leroy's cracking me up. He put himself mm-hmm. under the blanket, and the He's only the thing that's hanging monster. out is <laughs> his, his booty. And it's probably because he just couldn't get that part covered. Yep. Yep. That's right. <laughs> I love it. He did his best. But anyway, little Steel's down here at my feet. So if you hear some bumping in the mic, that's that's just baby Steel probably licking himself. Yeah. <laughs> More licking your feet. <laughs> that too. He might be doing that. Oh, Jesus. This is, we're getting so... <laughs> I love it, though. I'm having so much it's my favorite kind of episode when that happens. When all of this happens. Yes. <laughs> so. Yes. She gets, she goes to the bar. She's soaking wet. She goes to the bar and they're like, dude, you were supposed to be here an hour ago for your shift. And she goes downstairs and he's down there waiting yep. for a drink. And he's playing the song Eloise over the sound system on the jukebox or whatever. And she's so suspicious of him. And he's just like. Oh, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've known all the girls. And she's like, you know Sandy? He says, who didn't know Sandy? True. Yep. And she's like, I know what you did. And he says something about... He said, you look familiar to me. And she's like, said something. And he's like, you all look the same on a slab. Yep. And I was like, this guy's... The killer. Yep. But what he really means, because he's a cop. Detective. He's a detective. Yeah. He saw her on the coroner's slab. Well, seen many women like her on yes. the slab. Yes. And that's why he's But like, there's like a moment where he says something about like trying to find her, but he couldn't, like she was still alive. And he, she goes, she goes, no, you killed her. And he says, Alex killed Sandy. And if you remember, Alex, Alexi, Alexandra, you know, all this other stuff that she called her. He's saying she she killed herself on the inside. She was, you know, and but she doesn't understand that he, you know. Right. And she's, she's fully convinced this man. She's is a like murderer. yelling at him like, no, you and murdered so she's like him. Chasing him out of the bar. Mm-hmm. And she's screaming at him. And all of a sudden he's like running away. Not running away from her, but he's like, you don't know what you're talking about. And as he's looking back and at her. And you can tell he's like, what makes me think he's so uncomfortable with this line of questioning is I think he knows what Sandy did. I think he knew the whole time when he saw her in the bar. I think he knew what Sandy was up to, but he knew those guys were pieces of shit. And he knew it's like, well, you know, you do what you do. And I think that's why he was so uncomfortable in running away from her. Because he's like, I, I don't want to talk about this. Think about I, that. you know, I don't know anything about that, really. But he does. He knows what Sandy did. That's amazing. I didn't even think yep, about that. Yeah, that's what I think. Yep. I think you're right. Yep. Because then he's standing in the road, like, yelling at Eloise. And he gets hit by a car. Dies, dude. Fucking dies. And the owner runs out. And she's like, oh, my God, Lindsay, somebody call the police. And uh, she, Ellie's like, no, his name's Jack. And she says, no, it's not Jack. His name's, he's Lindsay. He's an ex-detective. And they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, when she, when someone was on the phone with the police, she's like, tell him he's he's a ex, like, ex-police. Like, they'll get here quicker. And we realized that the old guy she had just been yelling at was the detective that Sandy had spoken to earlier that I was just alluding to when he tells her, like, no, I think you're better than this. She's like, what? You must be a copper. And, yeah, played by that guy who played Finnick Adair, the really sexy one. <laughs> um, so this guy was not Jack. No, he's and not. He, now he's fucking dead. And now, like, she's kind of trying, like, she's freaking the fuck out. She's like, what happened? She realizes she doesn't really know what's going on. 
she like calls John or something. She's like, I have to get the fuck out of here. Like, I have to go home. I cannot be in London anymore. I need to go home to my grand so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. So she goes to pack up all her stuff. He drives her. And she's like, just get me to the, the train. That's all I need. And he's like, no, I'm taking you all the way. Yeah. I'll take you all the way there. And I'm just like, I love you so much. I know. <laughs> Why are you so sweet? Yeah. So she is like, she goes back. Um, and she's like, well, hopefully if I beg, um, the lady will let me, you know, my landlady will let me have some of my deposit back. Because she said at the beginning, yeah. you know, a lot of people just leave in the middle of the night. And don't pay their deposits. And she's like, I would never do that. But she's like, you know, I just have to go home. I'll try to explain to her. So she's sitting down. And do we even know that the name is Miss Collins? Not yet. No. Uh, so, but we know that Sandy is Alexandra Collins. And she, the so latest. So we know her lady, name is Miss Collins. But yes. we don't. Yeah. I didn't put the connection together. I didn't yet. either. But she's like, because at one point, Ellie's flipping through the mail to get her mail, and it says Miss Alexander Collins. Yep. That's, I wrote that down. I did too. I was like, is Miss Collins Sandy? Yes. She smokes. Yep. She does smoke. Yeah. She's that always was a wearing big that thing. red lipstick. Yep. So she feeds her, you know, the uh, landlady's feeding her some tea, and Ellie's starting to realize, like, oh, God you're sandy it's you you didn't die yeah you weren't killed and she's like no no i killed jack he came at me and i with a knife and i took that knife and she's got these scars on her hand from where she grabbed the knife and jams it into his fucking neck i said (laughs) she stabbed jack a hundred times dot 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 oops smiley face yep (laughs) i'm fucked up Yep, and she's like kind of telling Ellie because she's obviously drugged Ellie's tea. We all know that's that was coming. Um, and she's I was kind so of telling, sad. I was like, I really wanted you to be a girl's girl. She is. I don't care. I know. I'm still for. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I'm saying, but but yes. at that moment, I was so disappointed. Yes, I was like, she, no, and it's it's like a really sad thing. Like she's talking to Ellie, and she's like, you know, you're you were kind of right. Sandy did die up there, a yeah. part of her anyway. She's like, I, you know, I died a little on the inside. I suppose the young me day. died, yeah. her young self. And then as after her young self died, Collins, you know, Sandy, older Sandy, is forced to carry the ghost of every person she murdered with her for the rest of her life. She has to carry yeah. those in that house with her. Uh, at one point, she says, being a whore is a lot like being an actress, because that's what she wanted to do. She wanted to act and yeah. sing. And yeah. She says, their faces, I blanked them all out. That's why none of them have a face. All these, like, shapeless, faceless ghost men. You know, they all have this, like, murky face that you can't see. And then she had the the different names, so she was essentially uh-huh. a murky being herself. Yes. Because she was never truly herself with any of these men. Yep. Yep, and uh, that's, that's when she kind of, yeah, that's when she kind of, you know, spills the beans, like, those men would come, because of course when she was with Jack, she was that's forced to sleep rich. with all these men, and they would come back, they would come, you know, calling again, and she murdered all of them, all those guys, they, yep. and, you know, there's a part I of me that murdered like, all the men, we stand. we stand. <laughs> double underline, exclamation point. I wrote this house must stink. Oh my uh, god! Because she like she murdered all these men and she hid them in the floor and in the walls, <laughs> and that's when it like kind of flashes back to those um, newspaper clippings of all these missing men and it's all the men that Sandy killed 
that came calling to her door, begging or demanding sex. And she said, yep, come on up. I got a knife for you. He had it coming. He had it coming. He only had himself to blame. If you'd have been there. If you'd have seen it. I bet you you would have done the same. This is going to be the best episode we've ever done. It probably will be. I'm obsessed with it already. Me too. We switched roles and I'm loving it. I love it. And also who farted? I'm going to assume the one with just his butt out. I bet he did it on purpose. She is. So um, John comes in to save her. John gets stabbed. Um, And she's like. This old woman has a fucking lot of fight in her. Yeah, she does. She's like walking up the stairs uh, like chasing after Ellie. Ellie's backing up, and she's interchanging the whole time. Like kick the bitch. Yeah, <laughs> she's like interchanging with um Sandy, like with her younger self, and it's very like pointed and specific that she is still seeing even the older Collins, who it, older Miss Collins, who is trying to murder her. She still sees her as the innocent young girl that right. she's known her as. Yeah, and I think it's very intentional that she still sees the innocence in her. Because, yes, she murdered, but, like, you know. I don't blame her ass. I'm not saying they didn't deserve it. I'm not saying they didn't Mm. fucking deserve it. Because, like, don't tell me, don't tell me for one fucking second that if she had tried to say no to any of those men that they would have let her. Not one of them would have. No. Not one of them. Mm -mm. They would have made her do it either way. She had no choice. Right. As soon as she got mixed up with Jack, that was the end of it. And especially in the 60s for a woman like that, like, no, she was screwed. Yeah, and I think a thing we forgot to mention earlier was that, like, as she was getting emotionally beat down, having to perform these sexual acts over and over again with nameless, faceless men, she was also having to watch Jack with other women right in front of her face, lusting over them. Treating them better than her. Treating them better than her, but then also looping them into this disgusting ring of his it was a vicious cycle that she knew could not be broken until he was dead. Yep. And that's what she did. And I was like, that's a bad motherfucking bitch right there. Hell yeah, it is. It really is. On God. <laughs> On God. <laughs> On satin. On satin. Uh, so she, Ellie does kick her down the stairs at one point and she runs into the room and there's these really cool effects of like the ghost guys like, punching through the walls and the floors it's like glass almost like it's like shattering so cool and they like pin her on the bed and they're like we need your help like we please help us and there's i don't am i supposed to feel bad for them because i don't because i fucking i don't. don't i really don't pathetic so and they're like trying to get her help so then eventually sandy comes back in the room and she with all these like ghost people kind of holding ellie down but she has to see all their faces instead of their yeah. murky you know whatever their faces come into view and she looks at all of them and I think she kind of realizes like yeah okay I I fucked up a little I probably shouldn't have done this you know uh and I have um you know I've been running away from it for so long and being chased by my ghosts and holding on to them I should probably let go and uh she starts to try and cut her throat and Ellie's like no please don't you can go through, you can get through this, like, it's fine, I'll help you, because she's still, yeah. again, she still sees that this young, young, innocent Sandy girl. That it, she, yeah. 
that honestly gave her so much more confidence to she truly be to, herself. She wants to save her. She yeah. really still wants to save Sandy. She saw all that happened to her and, and she Sandy's, felt it. Sandy's like, no, go. Save the boy. Like, I, I can't do, I'm not going to prison, but I can't do this anymore. And she just kind of sits down in bed. And I forgot to mention, this, the fire has already started. There was, like, yeah. a, a lit cigarette that went into uh, the uh, records or whatever. And now the whole fucking house is on fire. Yeah. And also, so much smoke inhalation going on. Very much reminded me I of was thinking the end too. of Orphan First Kill. But yeah. at least she's reacting to the smoke. And Esther was not. <laughs> right. I was like, okay, this, I feel like this chick would have been long passed out. Yes. But. You know. But of course she survives and so does John. I was so happy I didn't think Me he too. would. But yeah, and she it like ends with her fashion show and uh Grand's there and John's there and it just like she's gotten past like sh- you know not only the you know I guess I I it's kinda hard to describe, but like I see it as not the death of her innocence necessarily, but the like the letting go of that afraid, like, that fear of, yeah. like, going, like, being the same as her mother, going through what her mother went through. And mm-hmm. she comes out on the other side, and she's just very confident. And her fashion show's fucking amazing. One of the dresses, very reminiscent of the pink dress. Yeah. And she's just doing so fucking well. There's, like, a shot of her where she sees her mom in the mirror. And instead of freaking out or denying it or lying about it, she just, like you know, smiles, and she's like, yep, mom's here with me. Awesome. She's a brunette again. Yeah. She looks great. Amazing. Oh, she looks so good. I love her outfit in this scene. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, it's awesome. She, Sandy's finally at rest. Sandy's finally at peace after everything. Yeah. And As she deserves yeah, to be. Exactly. And hopefully they burned that, let that house burn all the way to the ground. To the motherfucking ground. Because, wow, there were a lot of bones in there. I hope they So saved. many corpses. I was so worried that they were going to, like, dig them up or, like, find them. I was like, no, let them fucking burn. Yeah, no, so many dead people. So many dead men. So, anyways, we've been kind of on a feminist kick recently, not on purpose. Ooh, someone tooted again. Ew. It wasn't me, I promise. I hope not, because it smells like dog farts. <laughs> Well, I'm not a dog. Anyway, um, great fucking movie. Just, Yes, please watch it. It's on HBO. I know we've been doing a lot of stuff about, like, feminist, uh, feminine trauma or women trauma, but also, like, a lot of feminine icons. Yes. Just, like, badass women. Um. We love a final girl. We do. We absolutely do. Um, I don't know what we're gonna do next week. I honestly have a big question mark on the schedule. We are kind of just going through um, a transition period. um, And we're just kind of working through it. Yeah. And we are putting out episodes at our own pace. Yep. And um, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be amazing either way. And we're super happy to have your guys' support. But we're also super happy to have your guys' patience and understanding. Yes with everything that we're doing right now and um i just couldn't even thank you guys enough so even though our schedule may change and like we may flip things up a lot the fact that you guys are still listening and tuning in and going along with our shenanigans means just everything to me and we've been a little uh you know me i've been a little uh 
ghosty and vacant on the social media presence. I need to be a little better on that. I am probably going to um, open up to Twitter this week and let you guys um, like pick a movie. Like if you guys have any suggestions um, of oh, things you that. want us to cover, please tweet at us. Uh, DM me on Instagram you at DeeperScreepers. You can DM Jess. Deep message. You can email us, <laughs> deeperscreeperspod at gmail. Um, if you're asking for feet pics, you better give me money, though. Yes. That's just annoying. I'm not doing it for free. No. Uh, but you can suggest movies. Yes. So, either way. Anything else, send money or shut the fuck up. Yep. Either way, we'll cover mm-hmm. something next week, and then um, I can't. I think it's the week after that we will be doing the original Black Christmas as our Christmas episode. <gasps> I'm so And I'm going to make Jess watch both remakes, specifically the 2006 one, so that we can make fun of it as we review the amazing 1974 Black Christmas. Because I've only seen the original. I've seen all three and bad, bad, bad. But you got to watch the 2006 one because it's fucking hilarious. And it's got so many early 2000s horror girls. Like, it's just so funny. I can't wait to watch it with you. Yes, it's so funny. So we're gonna have to watch that, and then, yeah, so please send us in suggestions. In the meantime, uh, we are gonna be coming out with some games soon, and then I have an idea for a really cool RPG where we do, like, a Battle Royale Hunger Games scenario with some horror characters. It's gonna be so freaking cool. Um, if you guys have any suggestions for games, I'm always trying to come up with some cool stuff. So. Yes, throw them our way. Yes. Um, we're looking forward to seeing what's going to come for us in 2023. Yes. Because uh, here soon we'll start recording in the real podcast room. Yes. And then hopefully eventually some videos so you guys can see our pretty faces. Or our ugly faces. Filters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, in the meantime, we love you and uh, stay Stay spooky. spooky. Bye. Where did you get those eyes?